0: Welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to stomp the runway and serve the acting. Two of Brazil's favorite pastimes are put on display in the challenges and on the runway. So who is put six feet under? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Brazil and join me as the world's biggest soccer groupie, Precious Envy.
1: (laughs) Yay, that's the one where they kick the balls, right? Yes. Footy. Footy
0: as some of of, Mm -hmm. uh, other countries. Or or
1: football as it's called in other countries.
0: Correct. Um, I I don't have any new Drag news of the week. I think I've shared it all for y'all. Uh, so once again, pronunciations. I apologize. I am trying to get better. Um, there are still words that and, and and combinations of letters that make weird sounds, and I'm like, I still don't get it. But I am on a 19 day Duolingo streak for Portuguese, so I am learning. Um, don't ask me to spell things because that that's the hard part for me right now. I can identify words. I can I can hear words. Don't ask me to spell it.
1: Yeah, I think it's like because Portuguese is is slightly different than Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's like I'm like I've just from going from like Espana from Spain Spanish to Mexico Spanish now to Brazil Portuguese. I'm like it's like my brain's like okay. Okay, I think, um, I think I know a German in there. Well, German I liked. I like German. I wanted to take in in uh, high school, so it's like Germans, like always, kind of like I'm like I don't mind German as much. Um, but yeah, Brazil for Portuguese. There's just like this is the, this is the season that I'm having the most trouble getting into. Yeah, it's like how I'll, it's like I am with Italia. I'll get through. I'll get into Italia for like an episode or two, but then I kind of dip out halfway through. Like those the, both seasons, I kind of dip out before the end, and I'm like, they won. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Or maybe or, third
0: time's a charm. We'll find out. Third so
1: time's yeah. a charm. Maybe I maybe it's just I just hey. need. New guests, new
0: judges. That's it. New judges, it's maybe. New judges. But I
1: didn't mind uh what was it, Tomiso? Tomaso?
0: Tomaso sorcy. Of Tomaso,
1: he was just cute to look at, so nice.
0: All right, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, the reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give them the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said on the podcast. This is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. I will, like, pay someone $5 if they use that as their alarm in the morning.
1: <laughs> Wake up to use. This is an entertainment podcast. <laughs>
0: um all right we're gonna go through this episode and discuss how we're feeling as we go along because i'm feeling like um the
1: season's over i know who wins that's how i'm feeling too and that's i think that's also part of the problem it's one this episode it felt like the mini challenge and the and the main challenge i felt like there were still too many girls for them for what they were doing like this was just it was like the oh, mini challenge. Just so. felt it was because they were doing the same thing with each girl it just kind of I kind of zoned out and then with this I was like halfway through I'm as I'm going through it I'm like going wait how many girls are on on screen oh we're still Literally. missing three girls like how, how how this is just too long it's like it was just like it's when they do those really big challenges with too many girls it's like I would have much rather this been a design week so we could have gotten to know the girls a little tightly better. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just felt like it was just... They wanted... I think they're trying to throw in the big stuff right away. Like, we got the girl groups right away, got this right away. All, I know next week's not Snatch Game, but I'm like, I would have been surprised if next week was Snatch Game already. Oh, it was God. just like, yeah.
0: Well, well, yeah, I, I, I think there is definitely a winner here. We will talk about her throughout the episode because mm-hmm. I, I just narratively... Um challenge wise she's a fucking superstar. I'm not mad about it at all though.
1: I'm not mad at it, but I wish they would have tried they tried harder to like not be so, I wish they were like they tried harder not to be so like upfront about like hi this is your winner. Yeah. Hey. Like at least with Mexico with Max Christian like, Mexico, they you kind of had an idea it was going to be her, but then they didn't give her, like, every win every week, so.
0: But she got wins that she shouldn't have from yep. people who should have gotten wins in mm-hmm. the final, so. Yep. Moo! Diva Moore is out. <laughs> it was tough for Bettina, but compliments Diva for her handwriting. Uh Did you know that in eighth grade, I got complimented for my handwriting? Or I was insulted. I'm not sure. My teacher, my social studies teacher, said that my handwriting looked like the Unabomber.
1: <laughs> and here you are writing notes about drag queens. Um mm-hmm. so so honestly what's, yeah. where's the lie? I don't remember what we learned in social studies, but that's mm. the thing that I left with. <laughs> Thanks. Michael lady. Block, his handwriting looks like the unabombers
0: <laughs> Now, it's an honor to commemorate our sisters, our fallen sisters. We're going to honor Diva and celebrate Bettina's lip sync victory, right? wrong Mm-mm. Melazine, looking like a capybara has something to say she will address the room and says that during the lip sync those who were cheering and rooting for one girl over the other should be quiet she will say it for the purpose of nerves but really it's all for fairness which i get now of course the girls in the room they disagree mm-hmm. namely organza and Shannon. they understand but they disagree with Melazine. Now, Melazine will ask Organza how she would feel if she was up there with her ass in the line and everything she's worked for, and you hear the girls cheering on the other girl. Well, Shannon will chime in and say, it won't win you the lip sync. Now, Organza will address Melazine directly for calling her out because she was the one cheering on Vashina. She will tell M- Meljean that the way she says it, it makes it sound like they're underappreciating someone else's work and dream because of the place they're in, and that's not the case. She tells us she won't end anyone's dream. That's on them. But Dallas will meekly share that she heard someone say, finish her. And Miranda says that word choice shows that they're thinking what they're thinking and feeling inside. So Shannon will admit that, yeah, it-, it was her who said, finish her to about Bettina, to which Dallas will more certainly say, they should be careful what they say with the lights on, because when it's your time, the Ruby will randomly say back, "Um, trust your gut. Shanon will double down and say that you must be good no matter what people say. You'll work it out and you'll shine as there's no shine if you're not a star. Melazine will say that she believes that, so the other star is able to shine to not do it. But again, Organza will tell her to not put her in the place that she's de someone else's work as she didn't step on anyone. Melzine will say that it's not about her, though Arganza will be like, yeah, it is, because I'm the one who did it. The fights are here in Brazil. And like NASA, I'm team fight. Let's discuss this whole interaction and topic. I understand what Melzine is saying, and I actually agree. Unless you're cheering on both bitches, you're taking a side. And I think the fight escalated because Arganza and Shannon felt they were personally character attacked and not understanding quite why what they did was wrong. Could Mm -hmm. be wrong. Where do you stand on this?
1: I think cheering on the lip sync is one thing. Like if Mm -hmm. you're back there and you are say you are cheering on because you're filling it with the girls, that's one thing. Or if you feel like someone could be doing more and you're being like, "Let's go, Charlie! Let's go do something, Charlie! Do something, Charlie!" That's one thing because you're like because you because we on the back you're being like, "I'm not seeing you put up the fight." So put up the fight where they're seeing like they're too, because honestly like the lip sync, Bettina won that the moment, like I think she just turned around because Diva right. didn't know the words. Cause what is with these girls not knowing the songs? Did they not get a list? Were they just like, <laughs> um, I'm all. And so we kind of, it was very, uh, very apparent that Diva was out of her element when this, when, when they were doing the lip sync, cause she didn't know what to do. So I think it was it's partly cheer them on to give them that motivation to to excel and do their best to like if you're going to lose, lose trying, not just like half heartedly doing it. Right. But I think when you have uh, when you can hear a girl saying finish her, then you're like, what is this? I know this is it's not Mortal Kombat. This is Drag Race. Calm the fuck down. It's episode one. Like, come on. Like, so I can, I I see both sides, I see both sides, but I'm like, I, if it was in my, if I was in their shoes, I think I'd be cheering the girls on to, you know, to keep, to like, to fight. But again, you know, if you're closer to one girl than the other, you're probably going to be like cheering her name, but it's like, you can't like, you can't let that get to you because if you're being like, oh, Naza's cheering her name. I don't have a relationship with Naza, so why is not Naz- why would I think Naza to in my or right. something like that? Now, now, surely
0: we've seen one side of cheering on mm. drag race before. It's just yeah. never been addressed, which yeah. I think is I. That's why I kind of like that this happened because now we can have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And surely, perhaps in the future, people will check their mouths before they speak. Yeah. What would you do in the situation if you were one of the queens?
1: I think it's like, if I was in, like on on which side, Diva or Bettina. I think, well, I think if if I was D.Va, I wouldn't be saying anything because I was already gone. Um, I think if I was on the stage, I think I would try to block out everything and just listen to the music because you're already like, because there's always those girls that are always like looking to see what the other girl is doing. I would just mainly want to be like, I don't want to fall in their path, like if they're doing a split Mm -hmm. or something. And or if I'm walking one direction, I don't want to bump into them because it just makes everything look stupid. I mean, as a performer, Um, you should be tuning
0: it all out. And that's yeah, you tune
1: it out. You just tune it out. And just like, you know, uh, and just work for it. But if it's like, you know, when you're doing a lip sync for your life, your focus is on I want to make sure I'm the judges see me. I'm serving the the serving face, serving the vote, serving the words, um, because in that way, it's like to be like, you may have lost lip sync, but bitch, you knew the words kind of thing like that.
0: And, and listen, I have been to my fair share of drag competitions where I have been with friends, I've watched friends, and unless if I know both queens on stage doing lip sync first, uh, uh, your life or crown or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm silent. I'll clack my fan, I'm silent. But when I'm with my friends who are cheering on one side, but they know both people on stage, I get so uncomfortable. Because... I know y'all are going to have to uh, respond to that later on because mm-hmm. it, it, this is real life. And I think that's what is going on here. And I don't know what kind of relationship Melazine had with either girl. Obviously, when it comes to the show, she had had a full day with those two yeah. personally. The other two didn't. So maybe they don't know Diva. I believe they're all from Rio, the four of them. So yeah. that makes it a little interesting as well. But the thing we did not hear we did not hear Bettina's take on this at all.
1: Oh no, they didn't so ask she for does her. Not care? That was the thing, is though. They never asked for her opinion. Right? They never asked right. her. How? What did you? How did you feel? It became a fight over. Don't don't don't. Uh, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. It was never once asked about the to the girl that was on stage lip syncing to stay. Well, how did you feel hearing people? like cheering for diva are you upset about that and she's like maybe because she's just like no i was focusing on me it's like that was it like when sister sister said i didn't realize genie wasn't there till like halfway (laughs) through the song because i was focused on performing and and the judges it's just like yeah sometimes you're like i wasn't paying attention to what you bitches were doing because i was focused on me staying here another another day yeah
0: well the queens walk in via catwalk is that a tease for the day we shall see. Arganza mm-hmm. sports her cap and pin and will brag that she has the first one of Drag Race Brazil and says she'll create a look made of pins. Go collab with Punani. She already made a pin <laughs> look. Shannon <laughs> will tell her sis that she feels she deserved the pin as she looked gorgeous from head to toe. But Arganza says, hold your tongues because it's over. The alarm sounds. The day is on. Our drag message plays, giving them hints of the perfect body, but says that beauty is not everything, but it is important. Ain't that the truth? sign
1: i want to point (laughs) out
0: to the art department and to the production team that maybe putting a plant in front of the video screen that obscures part of the picture is maybe not a good move maybe we should move the plant over like a couple inches
1: why um their artistic choices on how they shoot things on this season have been Choices.
0: Listen, I think we've all learned from the first season of Philippines. You, you gotta have a big studio, otherwise mm-hmm. you're f- literally filming through backs. Yeah. Greg arrives in very festive jacket and shorts. Um, I can't get away with that look, but she fucking does, and I'm, I'm mad about it. <laughs> I love shorts. I, I hate pants.
1: I yeah, like I'm. I don't know. I think it's because she's like she's small in stature. I think she can get away with. they'll get away with it better than other people because it doesn't like it doesn't look bad on her yeah
0: with family all together she's assembled a runway for them uh they'll all love it but Aquarella says that she almost stumbled on it um (laughs) checks out checks out Mm -hmm. for this this week's mini challenge greg wants to see maria bonita vilness she is making a dream come true as she is about to be a pageant mom they have five minutes to create their version of drag miss brazil the girls get their quick drag on, and Naza says that she doesn't have a gown and she has never worn one. Girl, there's other categories in a
1: pageant, Don't you know. Mm-hmm. You got swimsuit, you got uh, interview. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, before we begin with this challenge, you are about to embark on the greatest pageant on Christopher Street. Are you ready? For <laughs> dreaded question
1: and answer. Um. Yeah, because I think every time has been just, I've had some easy questions. Yeah, Jason gives fucking layups to the people he likes. No, I've, Jason, no, I've had, I've had, like, I've had other, like, uh, people other than Jason, like, give me questions. I've had them, some of them are super easy. Some have been, like, thinkers, or some are like, oh, fucking what the fuck, what does that mean? Speaking
0: of crazy thinker questions that you're like, bitch, what are you saying? Is Queen Mom gonna be there? Is she gonna know. be? She's she's gone. Woody Rappertay's gone forever.
1: Well, I think she. I think she like she might. I think what they what I heard is I think I think she wants to Skype in for one of them or <laughs> Zoom or Zoom in it's for okay. one of them. Like, can uh, I fucking do that? Come on. Um. Yeah, I think she wanted to Zoom in for one of them. Uh. But yeah, it's gonna be. I it's think she originally wanted I mean, to be like to be like, can you Zoom me in each week and I can do it for my home? And Jason's like, no. So it's gonna <laughs> be like a whole new like like there'll be a whole new crop of. So uh, does that mean judging. Coco
0: is the Queen Mum?
1: No, because Coco's only 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 doing one week. She's not going to only... be. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. No. No. I guess the Queen Mum is Jason.
0: Yeah. There we go. All <laughs> right. First up, Miranda LaBrow <laughs> who is sporting an orange velvet dress and a terrible stringy wing wig. She calls herself Miss Thang. Her question: You died, and when you got to heaven, you gagged because you found out God is a drag queen. What would you tell her? She says, hi, I'm Miss Thang. I'm dead, but you look great. I'm drop dead gorgeous, And I'm happy my father bribed three judges. So I think I got this in the back. <laughs> okay, great. We're going comedy. Mm-hmm. It's time for Shiston, who is wearing this mesh ruffle moment. Not terrible compared to the other thing she's worn, but we'll get to it. <sighs> she is Miss Tyrius. Good name. Good name. Her question. You become responsible forever for what you have tamed. The little prince said, what about you? What have you been taming? Oh, boy. She says, I've been taming many secrets in the ruins of the Amazon forest, to which Greg is like, that means syphilis. (laughs) We have NASA in a cute little girl star look. She is Miss Little Star. Her question, after world peace, what are your dreams? Says Miss Drag Race Brazil. She says, to ride many intergalactic trade, maybe. I mean, don't we all? Mm Mm-hmm it's time for dallas Deville giving you robo girl realness her name is miss happen saying brazil's future is about to happen in three two, two 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 malfunction okay you know what that was a fun bit look at that personality coming that out was a the fun bell.
1: bit it reminded me of Gigi's um maria the robot
0: yeah I still don't understand how that was allowed but whatever
1: yeah they were trying to get her to win they were
0: her question is if a foreign man visits your state what's the first thing you're showing him she says the first thing i would show him is my machine it will be oiled up okay that was <laughs> naughty that was fun okay
1: that was that was good
0: next it's aquarella who has like this peach dress on like lines drawn on her face and the flattest wig in the history of drag race. um her name is miss work her question for miss drag race brazil to have a strong range she needs to always be on top her answer in my humble opinion no because power bottoms work harder so let's rain serving <laughs> work. do power bottoms work harder sometimes no they're just fucking lazy <sighs> time for ruby ocean she is walking in with her back bent and this white gown and hair and it's a bit but it's interesting Her name is Miss Lordosis. Scoliosis. So, yes, we are mocking disabilities on Drag Race in this moment. Mm -hmm. Her question, with so much craziness in the world, what do you think is the funniest thing on the planet? Her answer, it's me having to carry all the beauty of the world on my shoulders. Okay. um, I'm sure some people on the social medias and Reddit are not happy with this.
1: Yeah. It was cringy. Yeah, a lot of this mini challenge was cringy because it was just like, Oh, like oh, I don't think some most of these girls hadn't had a chance to like they haven't had a chance to be funny yet, right? And it was just kind of like, yeah.
0: Melusine Sparkle arrives in a pink dress and hair, and her name is Miss Sounded. Her question: Miss Dragris Brazil pays with checks or cash? She says, "What? Sorry, she definitely writes checks." I don't know. Lost that one.
1: Mm.
0: We have Shanon Scarlet giving that, us that like was a one reading. of
1: those lost in translations. Yeah.
0: Shonone's giving you a legit evening gown in gold. like It was stunning. Um, I hope that was not meant for the runway because you just wasted it. Her name? Yeah, I mis- right? remember. She camped it up for sure. Her question? If you could be invisible for a day, what would you do? Her answer? I would check traits packages. I would do the same, Greg. Yeah.
1: I would just hang it. out in the locker room?
0: <laughs> Literally. It's Patina Polaroid's turn and she is wearing blue and a stringy blonde wig but she's got a tiara on and a sash. Her name is Miss Functioning, and that's what her sash says. Did she have time to do that, or did she bring that with
1: her? Conspiracy theory. I'm wondering if uh, they were told a potential runway is Miss Brazil. Mm-hmm. And So, so you're telling them- me
0: that little Miss Nasa knew there was a category Miss Brazil and didn't bring a gown?
1: Maybe, maybe her, maybe her sheet didn't have it because I didn't think she was going to be there for it. You know, that's fair. That's
0: fair. Well, Bettina's going to have a smoker voice, so there's that. And her answer, her question, what's the biggest mistake you've made in secrecy? Her answer, there's a boy back there. We made out, but I'm still gagged. (laughs) Time for Helena Maljita, who is again giving us every. Beautiful evening gown, but the face is just nasty. Because her name is Miss Onion. she'll be asked what the meaning of the name is, and she will do this burp thing. That Greg will then call her Shrek. And yeah, we love when beauty que- queens become camp. Yeah. Her question: What makes Miss Drag Race Brazil better than other countries' misses? She says a remarkable scent. <laughs> okay, that was pretty funny. Okay, hold on, that was funny. And finally, Organza, who looks more worn out than the streets of Rio. Her name is Miss Knowledge because she went to school. She has a degree, but she's more than a brain. She's also a body. Her question, Miss Dragris Brazil has a busy nightlife. If sleep is the greatest beauty secret, how do you keep your skin so perfect? Her answer, Niche in Thus Spoke Zarshucha questions the man as a thinking being and not as someone who accepts situations or more. And that's how I accept this condition of mine.
1: That made no sense.
0: It made no sense, but she was trying to be smart, and that's why I think it was I funny. Was... But it was
1: weird. Yeah, that was one of those where I think it was like trying to be, trying to be funny by being extra smart, and I don't think it, I don't think it translated right uh, well.
0: Greg will summon the pit crew to bring out a sash and flowers, and I'm like, oh my god, they're really going hard with this challenge. Like they spent money on that. Hmm. The winner, Crown Miss Drag Race Brazil is, 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 is Dallas DeVille. Do you agree?
1: Oh, she was the only one. Like I said, I kind of zoned out watching this, but she was one of the ones I'm like going, oh, I remember her.
0: Yeah, I thought she was great. Now, Aquarella does not agree as she will snatch her wig as she wants to go collect her prize. <laughs> um, Girls, don't do that. That usually ends up in fist fights.
1: But I thought that was like a perfect, like, miss universe moment because they always do something like that that's true
0: as one of the mini challenge she wins five thousand highest it's time to get the soccer group He's ready for the maxi challenge this week is an acting challenge they will be starring in the skit chavau's soccer shoes for winning the mini challenge dallas will get to pick her role while the others have to talk amongst themselves and decide as a group what roles to get and on the main stage category is Tupin queen top model now i have learned and i hope it's accurate that the phrase tupin quim is a synonym for national or brazilian so this would essentially mean with a play on words brazilian top models yeah so just the things we learn thanks drag race you're teaching us thanks duolingo and the guest judge (laughs) is ugo gloss he is a tv presenter and youtube personality with (laughs) 21 million followers on instagram yeah goals 21 million
1: how yeah. do you do that? How many are bot? How many are bots? You know, I don't know.
0: Nikki Doll just got to a million.
1: Well, she's well, the she, sixth. Is, host- well, she she's is hosting host. a franchise, so yeah. she's
0: the sixth host to get a million. So good for her. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, congratulated her, and then uh, I sent her a message it was like, now ask every single one of your followers to give you one dollar, and you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> All right, the girls head to the big table to read the script and pick who they want to play in the skit. Dallas will share that she would like the role of Natasha Melagente. She is the mother, the pioneer of soccer groupies and Chavao's first wife. Dallas thinks she is interesting and a shady bitch. Okay, this sounds promising. Sounds Mm like a good role to pick. Now to the other girls. Organza wants to play Sugar Baby Brown. Naza says Bishina, the blonde babaloo. Uh, Miranda takes Dr. Jezebel because she felt the lesbian vibes and wants to honor her lesbian fans, and she states that if you have a lesbian fan base, you're doing something right. Okay, I don't know if I have a lesbian fan base, but if I do, let me know so I know if I'm doing something right. Do you have a lesbian fan base?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I have a few lesbians that like me, but I don't think I have a fan base. Okay, okay.
0: Now. Shannon will note that someone needs to play the guy. And it's like the game of not it,
1: because no one wants to do No it. one wants it, yeah.
0: Though Naza will point the finger back at the bitch who says it, Shannon. The guy in question is virile, hot, young, and rich. Shannon says she wants to play the role that Naza wants. Um, but Naza thinks that the guy is better suited for Shannon. We're gonna have like a little impromptu audition for the part, and NaZa is she's really good at being a brat.
1: Well, she's what twelve? Of course, she's going to be in a brat. Obviously, she's a little spoiled girl. She is. She comes across. I, I. She does come across as like her parents never told her no. Yeah.
0: There's still the role of Johnson, which is the most important role because he is the soccer icon. But he's dead in the funeral. It's a very unique role, and Shannon will give in and take the challenge. She'll make it work. Now, we'll discuss what. But what, what's going to happen now? Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things, I think, that are lost in translation. There might be a lot of references that you and I are going to miss. Oh, um, yeah. For sure. So we're going to head to set. And by set, I mean the green screen placed in the middle
1: of the workroom. Uh, they really were like, we only have this room today.
0: Which is weird, because after watching Drag Race Germany, they're in a different lo- location to pick their uh fetish gear so tell me how this same studio was able to do this or did they Mm -hmm. finally figure it out by drag race germany
1: they probably figured it out by germany i figure they were like because mexico really didn't do anything well no even mexico had like the green screens uh challenge as well for like the um for the commercials and but the for acting their acting challenge. challenge. But I don't feel like I felt like they were in a different room. I didn't feel like they were in the same room.
0: I think the commercial was in the same room, but I don't know if the big acting challenge was the telenovela. Yeah, uh, someone tell us because I, I don't remember. But I, again, like I just want somebody to just give me like a blueprint of the studio. I just want to know where everything, where is. where everything
1: is exactly.
0: That's, uh, this, this, this is my biggest dream. It's my biggest dream. Rag and Bruno are there for a good time not a helpful time and i love that (laughs) for them because when you give your hosts popcorn Mm -hmm. what else you're not focused you're eating you're not
1: focused and the only thing is the only thing that's there is when they do the final product is when they say oh you took the note i told you (laughs) that's it that was it because i feel like she only told two girls it's like you did the note i told you and it's like that was it
0: Now we will see the queens out of drag to rehearse, unlike most franchises where we will see the actual filming. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting how they do that. Um, Because I think the only one that really has done that recently is Mexico.
1: Yeah, because Mexico had them kind of rehearsing on Mm -hmm. the side for the telenovela to get them, to help them get them into characters before we saw, before it went to the green screen. And yeah, so this was, yeah. So it was a little jarring because I guess we're so used to them coming on set and it's like they're shooting the commercial yeah. and you're just kind of being like you get the whole womp womp like ooh who's in trouble you right. know kind of kind of feel but this one was more of a okay it's just them rehearsing. It's almost like they
0: built more time. They're like okay we're going to rehearse it then we're going to mm-hmm. make up then we're going to film it as opposed to like the RuPaul ones where Ru's on set they're like yeah. no you're rehearsing with Ru and you have five seconds to film the yep. actual scene. Mm-hmm. Now to start rehearsing it funny. Has, yeah Tristan playing Lushana Travau's mother, senior sit in realness. She likes gold, money, and success. Bruna can relate. We also have Bettina playing an old hag and best friend of the mother. Her responsibility is to read the will, but unfortunately many of the soccer groupies will try and stop her from reading it. She is a little younger, but very interested in the guy's box. Greg can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have Shannon playing Travau, the famous deceased, well-hung womanizer. And Greg says that that sounds like her grinder. <laughs> they start acting and well, the other girls will now be part of the scene. And uh we will see in the f- final product pure pandemonium. Uh so much going on at once. So much. Now, our first stop by Greg will be telling Helena and Melzine to do more of a mocking I'm rich song as they enter, which is allegedly a, a reference to a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Next, we'll introduce Dallas into the scene as Natasha, and she will give full back to the camera girl come on
1: it's It's also too it's also too it's like this is the umpteenth season of drag race uh yes it's the first one in your country but if you you most likely have been watching drag race so you should know by this point if they're doing if they're shooting something you can't have your back to it's you just can't have your back to it because it's like who are you looking at there the audience is looking at your back um because even this Jade So did something similar she in their acting head. challenge, where it's like it's like you're always going to have a girl who doesn't quite know where her camera is. Right now, as they
0: continue, Britta will tell Tristan that she needs to stand out more, but Tristan will say back that she interrupted, but she can enter sooner. And Greg tells her, "Enter with a bang," as there are a lot of people there, and says that you can easily fade into the background. Yep, yeah, we're warned, girl. Mm -hmm. Tristan knows that she has to be cool and she does her job she will stand out now Bruno tells the entire cast uh, that their characters need nuances even when they're not talking screaming or dancing and we're going to put a pin on that because we're going to discuss that later yep. (laughs) <laughs> we will see some hysterical pregnancy moments from Melodyne. Nas asking for lines. Ruby overacting and having a miscue, but she tells us that she is not an actress. She's a fashion queen, but Greg warns her, you got to do something if your cue isn't said. That's yep. acting
1: 101. Yep. Background, background work is acting, kids.
0: Bruno goes on to say either you do something super extravagant or act beautifully so you don't have look half-assed like a Brazilian actress who she won't name because she can't afford a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> is was she talking about? I need to know. I have no idea. Um, my Brazilian fans, please let us know. I want to know who she's talking about. Now Greg will tell the dead one it's important to not, not actually play dead. And Bruno wants Shannon to stick out. So Greg says she 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 would put put her dick out. Time to take risks on a family show. And we will see the moment where Shannon's character comes back to life and the bitch rattles the entire coffin. Like, are there no breaks
1: on it? You know it's just, like, plywood.
0: Could you imagine if that thing, like, rolled away or like, <laughs> fell over?
1: i think it would have been funnier if it broke (laughs) while he was in it
0: like i don't want to i'm not trying to be mean because we're going to talk about it later Mm -hmm. but like imagine if 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 tristan decided to play that part like they would say no you can't play it you would actually break it but regardless this is going to make bruna choke on her popcorn from laughter um listen have you ever been in a situation where you've laughed at something while eating something and you almost felt like you were going to die
1: oh yeah it's just like and then you get that really bad coffee fit or you're just like am i just am i gonna puke because then you get that when it gets so bad you're like oh you feel like i need to puke now because it's like it's all right there it happened to
0: me the other night i was watching a youtube video Uh, one of my favorite things to watch are um news broadcast fails or like when news broadcasters like laugh at something and Mm -hmm. they're gone um and this this uh woman from calgary who just, I I don't know if it's a bit or if she's just really always doing stupid or saying stupid shit. Um, And they were doing this thing uh, where uh, they were um, doing a fundraiser outside for um, uh, Christmas. And they said, well, you have an elf name too. And they told it to her. And she's like, that sounds like a better stripper name. And they all lost it. All lost (laughs) it. And I lost it. It harder doritos well very high mm-hmm. so you can only imagine my life passed before my eyes uh, to die while laughing at a fucking youtube video
1: but you're like the last thing i see is some with some growing like that's a better stripper name <laughs>
0: it was so funny um <laughs> this acting challenge will it be their funeral i guess we'll wait to see it is elimination day, and time to get ready for the top model runway. Also, mm-hmm. the amount of bucket hats that enter the workroom—it's ungodly. Can we please not allow this fashion faux pas to resurface as mainstream again? Because I've seen it a lot now, and I'm really not happy about it. <laughs> did you have a bucket hat face in the early 2000s like I did?
1: No, I, I didn't have a hat face at all. I own a hat now. Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't say that. I but that—that's it. i never—I was never one for hats.
0: I did buy a couple simply because they were like the apparel for my swim team. So I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my
1: God, I want to have one.
0: Why? Why did we do that? Why? Just just imagine I'm wearing that. I have my puka shell necklace, (laughs) two polos on, what did we do in the early two thousands?
1: Uh, well, that was that was how we signaled we were other gays. The yeah, puka, Yeah, I had a, I went to a friend's uh, when I was uh, visiting a friend, and we went uh, we went to the house he grew up in because he was dropping something off to his mom, and I was like, oh, I have to. He's like, oh, this was this was my bedroom, and I'm seeing a picture of him. I'm going like that puka shell necklace. I'm all. How did they not? How did you? How did no one know? And he's just like, no, they were big back then. I'm all yes. I'm all maybe here, but in California, that was a sign the, of that you were gay. It was like the puka shell necklace meant homosexual to us Californians. I was just laughing.
0: Well, are they ready to be their supermodel? Have their supermodel moment? They're going to discuss the models that they chose to replicate. Now, before we discuss those those lovely, beautiful fashionistas, are you a supermodel fan? no
1: no so i knew i knew who i think think two of them them were but i'm not like uh,
0: uh, adriana lima um we have arms raised for nasa Miranda, aquarella helena i know her of course who doesn't know miss giselle
1: yeah giselle i knew her but yeah i think i think honestly because i'm old when i hear the term top model i think of like naomi campbell yeah tyra banks um Brooke Shields? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford, yeah. Uh, Yeah, even someone like, you know, uh, was it like a Helena, what was her name? I can't remember her name. Twiggy, you know, those are the top models I think of. Um, Yeah, anything modern, I'm like, who? Who are you?
0: (laughs) Giselle will be for Bettina Melazine and Organza. Barbara Feilholm, only one for her. We don't know who because I don't remember who it was. Um, while Tristan says she'll be doing Carol Ribeiro, a queen from Pada. Ruby will be channeling Sandra Ambrosio. And Shannon will channel Laos Ribeiro. And Bettina says that people used to call her Giselle Faction So she's going to make her dream of being Giselle come true. Does that drag name exist And if someone doesn't claim it soon, you're missing out. (laughs) When it comes to getting a pin, Organza says that she will let them all win, which is funny because that's not happening. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She says she's just going to do what she's doing, and that's compete. She's going to win. And I can just tell. The aura is there. Is she going to be one of our top tier winners? I don't know. We'll see.
1: I don't know. I think right, I want to see. I think for me, it's like right now she's been doing really well in the fashion. So I'm like, okay, I want to see. I, I want to see her struggle because I think that's what makes having like a well rounded winner. Because when you have the girl who's like too perfect, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, because it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm excelling in challenges that I didn't think I'd excel at. And sure. that's like, you know, where you're like, oh, okay, you 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 are can do, you can do everything. But when you come in being like, I can do everything, you're like, um, I need you to do something. I need you to struggle a little bit just so it makes yeah. it feel like that you like, you know, you prevailed. You can just walk in and be like, hi, where's the crown?
0: It's time to head to the stations where makeup is applied and conversations are had. This week, mm-hmm. we will discuss their relationship to love and men or girls or non-binary people. See, we got to include all of them, friends because i do believe a couple of uh, at least one or two of them i think um identify as bisexual or non-binary and have had female acquaintances so include them all include them all
1: mm-hmm.
0: oil says that she's been rejected for being too feminine but drag has made her more confident she says when she stopped paying attention to what people saw in her mannerisms and femininity and when she stopped caring about it her life moved forward kristen says that the drag art form has the power to give self-esteem she says, as a fat person, you know how the LGBT community is. Yep. Yeah. Don't we know it?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Um, And isn't it crazy that we're having this conversation and another conversation that we just had a conversation about on Drag Race Germany this week? Yep. I'm having deja vu. I'm really having deja vu in this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's also being like, no matter, no matter the country, you know, the struggles remain the same for people. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. she
0: says what is different is always considering it a fetish people like it because they're curious so bodies that are non-conformist that don't follow the rules and always check that box um, now I wasn't sure exactly if she was talking about drag being a fetish which is what we also discussed on Germany or if it's just about um, you know bigger body people some people like the bears uh, uh, some, I think some people like twinks I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone on this podcast is into twinks but that's a thing too right <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry whatever but continue Um, what were you going to say
1: i was going to say i thought i thought tristan was talking about um being fetishized for being fat because they're there yeah because sometimes i've had this conversation many a times of when you are talking to chasers as they call themselves Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. um whether it's of the race kind or the body kind it sometimes I will talk to someone and be like having a good conversation and, and I'll be at the bar and I'll be like oh I'm gonna go to the restroom or I'm gonna go get me another drink and it's like I turn around and they're now talking to somebody else and I feel like oh you've upgraded in size because you've now found someone who's bigger than me to talk to and it's that thing where you're like there, because I will say, they, I will go on Growler for those that don't know, Growler is grinder, but for bigger boys. And sometimes I'll find guys in their profile to be like they don't want to date guys who are of a, they want to be over a certain weight limit. Uh, they want like certain body astro- like things like an overhang in their stomach, and it's just like I'll look at it going like there. Do you the amount of growing? Okay, going back. Growing up in the 80s and having, like, no body positivity at all and only seeing chiseled bodies be what is told desirable, it it messes with your head when you're dealing Mm -hmm. with guys who like your body but they like – but they would prefer if you were bigger where it's that whole thing where I'm like – I'm too fat for like what guys consider the norm, but I'm sometimes feel like I'm not big enough for the guys who want the fat boys. Correct. And and it, that, I, like,
0: I'm very much in the middle because I have a stomach, everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm average. Like, yeah. Where people it's like, look you know, at me sometimes and then they're like, you have the thinnest leg, like angles in the world. I'm like, yeah, I know. I feel like I should break in half because of that, but it, 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 it gets very mm-hmm. annoying. Like, but for me, there is nothing, nothing more annoying and disgusting and mood killing than being called big guy anyone says that to me it's over like I, we're done the conversations over like I'm out like I'm not yeah out. lost the fantasy mm-hmm. gross all right yep. now Helena says the drag is her armor she started doing it when she was 17 when she went wild had a lot of sex and then became an HIV positive person she tells us that when she found out she hid for a long time because she felt it was a burden she decided that this is the moment to talk about and expose it and says that beside being feminine, having long hair at the time when people saw her on dating apps and thought she was too femme, they would just swipe left. And then when she said she was a drag queen and HIV positive, she would be blocked. She decided to not take it personally and use this as a filter. She says that her relation, other relationships would say you should be think you should thank God you're with an HIV person. She'll break down. And she shares that she misses her boyfriend And there is going to be an incoming trauma hug, full cast edition. Yep. They tell her this is, they love her very much as she tells us that this is a very touching moment for her. Even though they're in a competition and there's one crown, she can see that they're not just drag queens in a competition. They're more than that. Drag gives her strength because it happened all at the same time. She didn't deal with it in therapy because she couldn't handle it and didn't want to suffer. She threw all the hate from the universe in her drag, and that's why she's Mojita. She's cursed. She says she has been able to accomplish a lot of things, is an artist, a person. She's on Drag Race, being HIV-positive bitch, and a gender-fluid person. Nothing could stop her, and nothing will. Everything she has swallowed up, she threw up on stage in drag because it sucks to not have eyebrows and a beard. (laughs) she says if hiv happens to someone you know give them support because it's nothing more than a treatable condition where you can live a normal and long life because we did have a conversation about hiv aids on drag race germany though if you go back and listen to that podcast you will just will i question why that conversation happened because why naomi's just wearing a a thing and that's it because she's not affected at all whatever Mm -mm. um this one we have for someone personally affected and we hear yeah. her story and what how it's affected her um it's really just amazing to know that you can be a strong person on the exterior but inside oh yeah you're struggling and that's what helena is because she looks like the fiercest bitch but she has this story she's i think like 23 years old so this is still a new development for her and she's able to talk yeah. about it and We've seen some older queens be able to talk about um uh AIDS like Hornella and it's and she's done it for years and it's a thing. For her, it's clearly still new. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's really important to have this conversation on Drag Race Brazil because the stigma.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. The stigma is still out there, and it's we've hit we I think we've reached the, a point where it's no longer a death sentence you could right. still it was you know it's can still do a lot of damage to your system depending on like you know your immune system and how and how you are but i think we now have people who have been HIV positive for 20 plus years because they've been on the medications they've been doing everything they can to keep themselves going and yeah, it's like it's no longer, you know, when you have when you when we hear people say undetectable, it means that you know, yes, I have the disease, but it's no longer detected. So it means that I can't can means it's like the chance of me giving it to you has become less likely than how it was twenty years ago. Right.
0: Um. So again, always an important conversation. And it's really amazing to just see how this little pressure cooker known as draggers really gets you to open up. Where. One conversation can lead to you saying something and you didn't know you're about to reveal it all in Drag Race. So mm-hmm.
1: um or Helen you have a, a conversation to someone and then the, a puppet will come out into to to, uh, to expose it all to do for you.
0: Um yeah, Helen is a very interesting character because I don't see a winner vibe from her quite yet, but mm-hmm. she's definitely a presence.
1: Yeah. There's a couple girls here so far that I can remember they have presence. And then there's a few of them that's like, they've that just been there in the background because it's been focusing on. They're not the focus. Right. So. All
0: right. We're going to head to the main stage for our fashion show and our little skit. Greg is giving you evil witch and it's black seaweed number. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I was here for it. Our panel includes Gigi Bertolini, who is giving us yet again, a different hair moment. So I think that's going to be the trend here. We have Bruno Braga, who is dressed like a bee. Um, I didn't mind it. That was cool, and Hugo Gloss, who was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go through the acting challenge. Move to the runway. Okay. Chivas, soccer shoes. I still don't know what it had to, had to do with shoes. Well, I, I guess it, maybe,
1: maybe yeah, maybe because I thought it'd be something more like his air. It felt like more like it was all about his air. So there, or yeah. his air, yeah, dick. Well, the dick.
0: <laughs> our scene starts off with overacting hysteria from Tristan as Lucinia and Bettina as Gangan as they cry over Traval. And this is where we get our first visual gag when Bettina's character says this is so hard and we cut straight over to the bulge. Good direction and prepare you. It's gonna happen all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was funny for the mom to take out the gold tooth, which is, feels like a thing. Like, these are money-hungry people. Like, that was kind of funny. And I yeah. wish there was more of
1: that. Yeah. I think it's like, they were moments that were just like, the whole point was the, who gets his money, who gets the fortune mm-hmm. and the mother's like, it's me. There was some confusion in regards to being like, wait, is I was confused by sometimes when they refer to girls as I'm like, wait, what, are you his daughter or are you his baby mama? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, they were there right? were there were a few moments where I was like where I couldn't keep track on who was who. Well, let's start with the
0: first set. The okay. hyenas are here as this organza sugar be brown and Naza's Vishina are present to mourn, but they're also there to take a selfie. I love the flip. I love their acting. I think they both had excellent comic timing.
1: Yeah.
0: Very well-written parts here. I think Organza's theatrical experience really carried Naza and helped her elevate her character. So I, I think Yeah, they worked anyone, really well together. Yeah, anyone could have been even better if they worked with Organza. Now we learned that um, the father had a heart attack while giving an interview and by interview, uh, yeah, it was intercourse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tristan will play this woman who is grandma and is offended by it and yet she didn't elevate or heighten the character. She needed to go grander. She could have been the bitch. Oh yeah. So what will the girls get in the will, Wagangin well, can read it as can't read it because two new players in the game, game of money arrived. It's Melzine as Ashina as and Helena as Blonde Babel Balu. They are the mistresses. I did not care for the voice that Melzine used. It was just giving me try hard. She was like, "I'm going to try a voice," and it just didn't work. Yeah. Now, Dallas comes in as Natasha, and really, what a wasted opportunity. She is the first wife, and she could have been such a cunt, but she didn't bring that. She didn't have the authority the script wanted her to have, because the lines she had could have been very good.
1: Yep. My other thing, which has, I think, been my issue this entire year with Drag Race is, if you're going to wear a breastplate that is not your skin tone, please wear something that covers your neck because all i'm staring at is the line of of where where you put it on and it's, and especially when your skin t- when you paint darker than what that breastplate is it's so visible Absolutely. or if it doesn't fit like the one i think alexis michelle was wearing in all stars eight for like the uh the uh drag the snl spoof mm-hmm. was just like you're, it feels like your head's gonna shrink back in there because Dallas had it, oh, and terrible. so did um, uh, Aquilera. Both of them were wearing plus trays that you could tell were so like just so jarring for me. Where I'm just like, girls, can we fix the breastplate issue? Because they've become yeah. much more. They've like, they've popped back in res- resurgence. Uh, I, I'm convinced
0: that it wasn't Dallas's breastplate.
1: Oh no, no, I'm pretty sure someone who borrowed it. But yeah. that's when I'm like. Okay, if you're going to borrow it, again, put something around your neck to cover it so it doesn't look so jarring when they're, when the focus uh, of the camera is like right in your face <laughs> and you can see that neckline. Because that was the other thing I had my problem with this, uh, how was the shot was there were so many close-ups that I felt didn't need to be close-ups. Right. All right. So you discussed
0: the confusion. Let's go through mm-hmm. this. Family yeah. Tree, I thought Organza's character was a daughter, but no, no. She just hangs out with the daughter. Uh, she claims she is the current widow but that might be the mistress actually with the bun in the oven who knows this man got around. Yeah. The way that the bulge got so much action in this kid compared to me in the last few years it's very depressing actually. <laughs> God damn it. Also smoking while pregnant is not good. I'm telling you friends if you're pregnant no no smoking. No smoking in general. I don't like Well people.
1: I w- I I had the feeling she wasn't pregnant and that was a fake pregnancy. That's why she kept that's why she, she kept going for the cigarettes. That's that was the impression I got. Being that as be fine. A, because I, I also got that this was very much a telenovela spoof. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's probably a fake pregnancy just to get the money from uh from him.
0: So we have all these reveals, but it's time to read the ru- the will. But first here is a new woman, it's Ruby as Emanuele. She will just say her name elongated for hope that it was funny, but it was not and also she, too, is allegedly pregnant.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Naz's character thinks she should be the sole beneficiary as the first child, but with all these babies popping up, the baby mamas think they're in their right for the dome. We will get a lot of soccer, sex, innuendos, as well as a top in a sauna joke. Now, the more queens that fill the screen, the more unhinged it gets, because after being directed to make a moment when they don't have a line, everyone is trying to take focus and it became chaotic. Mm-hmm. I get what Bruna told them because that's what you do. That is when you are in the background, you have to be the focus somehow. We've seen it on a lot of these challenges, and we've heard this direction before. Yeah, but as we alluded to earlier, when you have eleven queens on one screen, it doesn't work.
1: Mm-mm. Maybe I mean, that was why they kept focus doing the close-ups to be like. The everyone around here is acting. They're they're just they're just trying to pull focus. That's not working. Um, I felt the only one that it worked for because I can remember every time she was on screen in the background was uh, Bettina. I felt like I hers, her, she actually because she was just because all she was doing was little looks whenever she whenever she was behind someone, and I felt that work where it was just like she wasn't trying to pull focus, but she was still showing that she was doing something.
0: Now, I think the one recent acting challenge, we can correlate this with a lot of queens on stage at once, was um, Daytona Wins 2 recently on on, um, 15. But the difference with that is they were segregated to multiple scenes. And then when everyone was on scene, it was a set where you could be in different places. Yeah. You could not be in a different place uh, when you're at a funeral in a Mm -hmm. soccer stadium and there's a... So it so well the other here.
1: thing about the, the daytona winds thing was it was also focused in l they did a lot of stuff in pairs right where you could where it's like they were focused where everyone was where then you had your background actors doing their right. own thing so i think that's why and it they worked a lot better it didn't
0: work here they tried
1: it and here. it didn't really work here i also think it's because it's also it's like you they only had this area to work with and since it was right. a green screen and not a set <laughs> it was like you don't know where to put or to stand and exactly. also once the and once they did the green screen, why are they doing a funeral in the middle of a soccer game? Like why is there a crowd of people?
0: <laughs> it's the only stock photo they found. <laughs> no, uh, it really
1: was, it really was.
0: Arganza will be the one who will have the ability to take the moment when she has her line. And I think Naza did that well because she did have a fun character tristan was the biggest letdown uh she had the most promise of the character did nothing same with dallas now Mm -hmm. as we have all this infighting Ganyan is trying once again to read the will but they will all have a dispute who deserves it and once again we will be interrupted by the scene stealer that is miranda as dr jezebel if she had a better look she would have won this week yeah i think so she will play the civil and criminal lawyer, and the eccentricities that she brought were tops. Also, Aquarella is here as Carmelo. I don't. I don't know what the character was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was. It really was like um, we have eleven people. Let's create eleven characters.
0: We learn that this lawyer is also known as Doctor. Maybe in the hands of corrupt judges, drug dealers, moneylenders, whatever. Yeah. Now, as this chaos is occurring, Channons travail wakes from the dead and curses the cunts. I think this was a great cameo style moment. She did well with the bit. I think she could have if she leaned into the comedy more,
1: yeah, she would have been in the top. Cuz there were moments like when when you'd see them talking, they pan over to to him and he'd make a face, he'd make yeah. a face to be like, "Okay, that's good." But yeah, I think it was one of those things where it's like you were going to have the most screen time because yeah. your body's there the entire up the during the entire sketch.
0: And of course the scene ends where they all end up killing him. So they will share the money anyway, as they go find a new soccer player to take money from. And I was like, yep. okay, that's a good punchline. Good job. Mm-hmm. I think overall, this was just a silly scene. The problem was the writing was not right for a large cast like this. I think if you cut the cast down by like four, to basically eliminate each pair by one, it yeah. would have been a great acting challenge because there was, content to it but this was just too ambitious which is really a trend for this franchise they love trying to give They're yeah they're
1: trying to go big and i think which is great but it also it's like it's a lot of swings and not everything is hitting
0: category is chipping queens top model in honor the runway we will play soccer friends top model or bottom model (laughs) not very creative today all right shannon scarlet Louse Riberal, no designers listed I see the inspiration clear, and it looks great. I do think that it could have used a bit more in the corset, but she has emulated the features well. That ass Uh, is out. I think the wings, uh, Shannon.
1: Uh, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out how they had them laid out. Oh,
0: um, I think the wings could have used a bit more volume as this is drag. Take what you see and multiply it. Uh, It's a good look. She looks hot.
1: Oh, she looks so sexy. I was like, when she came out, I was like, oh hello and when they showed the replica of of the original design that she was going for i was like oh she did a really good job like creating like a like a budget replica because obviously these girls are wearing designer outfits um but yeah no i thought she looked amazing like i thought like her mug was beat um i think these girls like flat flat hair um so many of these queens are like they're not about the styled hair. Long goes the like the crystals in your hair. Now these are like, hi, this wig is going to be. It has some volume and just about length. These girls are all and, about their length.
0: And thanks to our friends, the podcasts um, Pietro Parker and Isabel Rio. It, 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 that's just Brazilian drag. Yeah. They don't pad. They don't and they wear flat wigs. That's their brand. Now yeah. I want to I want to discuss that um, a little bit. We before we came on, I mentioned something that um, Fontana from Dragosferia talked about uh she went on a bit of a rant because people are complaining about the looks whatever and she said you have to take it into perspective this is not drag race us they are doing drag in brazil where it is 10 times harder to do it the resources are not there and i'm glad she posted that um dear friend of the podcast nasty queen who will be on the podcast later this season talking about drag race brazil posted it and she's she's right Yes, we're critiquing it. That's what we do in this podcast with random people just sitting on the internet. That's kind of not cool. And and again, you and I, we are coming at this with the American lens, mm-hmm. watching all the franchises. We know how to interpret it through the country we're watching it in.
1: Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. I think we have an understanding of like, we know that this is not meant for us because we are not the target audience. Right. So if we don't, there, so there are always going to be a challenge where it's like, I didn't get it, but again, I'm not who their audience is, or I'm not going to get some of these jokes because they're going to be specific to right. that culture. It's like the girls who watch American Drag Race and are and will be like, I don't get like this reference because that's a very American and reference. Sometimes and sometimes
0: there like, we'll watch and be like, I don't get the reference either.
1: Well, sometimes because we're like, oh, we're, huh, I get the references because I'm old. Um,
0: Shannon, I'll give a top model.
1: Oh, very much top model.
0: Audience, you're assholes. 60% top model, 40% bottom model. (laughs) Aquarella, Idriana Lima, look by Aria Dreams and Jay Calco. I think the side-by-side actually made me hate it more. I don't know if she doesn't want to read as sexy, but the gold top part, fine. I think the drag is present. But then to do a full head-to-toe body con was a major miss, and it cheapens it completely. She has her color face, but she tried to minimize it, and I wish she just would have used gold and did a full face to tie into the garment. Mm -hmm. Also, the hair Adriana has in the moment is a tight bun. Give me that. This flat hair for this look is not giving me the fantasy of trying to replicate this Adriana Lima look.
1: No, I would have much rather her even if she did just like a bob or something like short yeah. to kind of emulate the fact that she was like going you uh, that she had pulled her hair back. Yeah, it's like I like this was more like a my interpretation of it, but I think I would have liked it a lot more. I think I would have liked it way more if she hadn't done the it felt like she was like, I already have this silver bodysuit. so let yep. me do this over and I'm not gonna do anything about it. I do have a I do have a complaint though. When you talked about queens wearing glasses, and you only mentioned Amanda Massacre. I was like, uh, "That's fair." What about that's me? Fair. What and about me? Fair. New I, wait, York's premiere. I've
0: seen you without glasses, though, haven't I?
1: Yeah, but I do. Yeah, it's because I'm blind. If I if I don't if I'm not wearing glasses for a number, I can't see shit. I am so I'm gonna, fucking I'm blind. i have to go through my
0: photos because I feel like I, I
1: there are photos of me without my glasses yeah. on, but like I would say, nine out of ten times, I'm wearing glasses.
0: Yeah, I, like Every time, Miss Rapper, I feel like you didn't wear glasses. No, I have been wearing them, yeah. No, I have broken you. many glasses doing performances. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'm going to give this a bottom look. bottom model.
1: Um, yeah, unfortunately, she, I have her photographed. Uh, I don't have her photographed in my hand.
0: Ah. Audience, 35% top model, 65% bottom model. Dallas, Teville, mm-hmm. Barbara. Follow no designers listed when you do the side by side, Dallas is giving you the witch.com version, and it is terrible. I think there are fun elements, namely the wings. But when you get to the garment itself, it's just missing the whimsy. First off, the boot that Barbara has was surely incredible, and I would wear that boot just for fucking fun. Yes, the inspo is a bra and corset, and that is what Dallas does. The problem is the corset has the floral moments that extend out and brings the drama. She mm-hmm. just gave you a row and called it a day. The hair needed to be styled with a little bounce into it, the tights. It had such a sheen like no human has, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe that's her homage to her futuristic drag. It just didn't work.
1: There was also something about how she did her face. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't look it didn't look like Dallas at all. No. Like, I think she was, it's one of the things where it's like, oh, I think it's like, cause her drag is like futuristic. I think it's like, this was her trying to do quote unquote standard beauty. Yes. And it didn't, I don't think it worked for her. I think she needs that extra umph in her drag design. Um, but yeah, this was like, when she came out, I was like, I like the wings. I, I understand what you're trying to do with the replication, but it just was like, it, it felt like the it needed to be cinched more, yeah. and there just needed to be more flowers o- on it.
0: Judu says the look is confusing, saying they should never add volume to the sides of a corset. Hugo says that he doesn't remember her in the sketch, as it wasn't a memorable performance. Greg wants to talk to all of them about walking, saying this is a runway, and they need to serve not only looks. It is a bottom model.
1: Yeah, bottom
0: Audience, 45% top model, 55% bottom model. Nasa, Adriana Lima, no designers listed? Now, Adriana Lima is giving you a full evening boudoir moment, and Nasa is giving you the drag equivalent. I think the body stocking element was smart, as it still has that dark BDMSM feel to it. I think the stars of this look are the wings. They are spot on. The hair is great. The only thing is missing are those fucking Destroy Me boots that Adriana Lima is wearing. I'm really loving Naza. She's cute, she's bubbly, and she has this youthful glow that makes you kind of want to cheer for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think Naza has a lot of personality, and she is, like, she's fun to watch, because I think she's, yeah. it also feels like she. I think she's in on the joke. That's, I Absolutely. think, what it feels like. And so that's, like, so, and, uh, so I think that's where she's, like, fun to watch, where you're, like, oh, I want her to be around a while, because I think she's gonna make the competition fun to be to be at um she
0: very much reminds me of hanabeshi
1: yeah little hanabeshi mm-hmm um there was the there was the girl from um italia too what's her name um i think Nilenia. she was the runner-up yes that's who she reminds me of a little bit like i barely remember italia but we, that's like when, when i, I said
0: on the podcast we uh, we love nalani on the pod mm-hmm. um and yeah no i said it she looks like her kid sister
1: yeah, I think because she gives me that same energy, so I think mm-hmm, it's like, yeah, so it's that young, that young, that youth, it's because like, yeah, it's that youthful energy. Um, no, I love this look. I think she did a really good job recreating a look in her own style.
0: Absolutely, it's a top model for me. Top model, audience favorite look of the night, one hundred percent top model, zero percent bottom model. Good job, Helena Malgita, Adriana Lima. Look by Helena Jules by my Boy maljito we have this Fashion Week moment where in the original look, it's very much a soft pink with florals. Mm-hmm. Helena has taken the inspiration and the silhouette and made it work for drag. She is yeah. shining in fuchsia. The flowers are bright. The hair is cotton candy realness. What is wild is the source material is very reserved for a model. And Helena has brought out the sex in a Hunger Games fashion show. I loved this.
1: Oh, yeah. It is giving me very, uh, was it Elfie uh, L- 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 e Trinket? Mm-hmm. What's uh, F- what's Trinket. What? Okay yeah hey. that's like mm-hmm, that's what it's giving me um i also want her hair i do love that like do it get it the the light pink with the dart with that like hard dark pink in front uh i love the combination yeah this is this is one where i actually honestly given like her storyline from earlier i thought they were i thought she was gonna get the win me i thought too. they were gonna give her the win based on that um but yeah this is a top model for me
0: Dudu says that they know Brazilian top models because of their stomp, their swing, and their wiggle. He says that she did it in a more elegant and soft way than she normally does and thinks she nailed it. Bruna says her posture and the way she delivered the performance with comedic timing was shocking. Greg says she deserved a lot of body. shapes, expressions in her body and in her face, and that's the Helena that needs to be here. I will give it a top model. Mm -hmm. Audience, 80% top model, 20% bottom model. Melozine Sparkle, uh, Giselle Bunshin, no designers listed. She picked a very, very simple Giselle moment from the Olympics, and that's fine. But Giselle has a body that made that dress sparkle and shine. Melozine didn't quite replicate it the same way, and the fabric is just not flattering. And I just wanted a sexier slit from it. I do like the softer beat from Melazine where I wish she played around more was in the hair. It's hard to do model with a synthetic wig. I get it. Yeah, This desperately wanted the human hair unit with bounce once again but I know the budget is real. It, it, it's fine. It's not great.
1: Yeah. it's. I think she did a, a decent job with it. Also too, I think if she might have gone with a... if she would went with gold instead of silver mm-hmm. it might have worked a little bit better um, as an homage. But yeah, it was like, she came out on like, I think you're pretty. But yeah, again, this was like a safe look. So it's like, it's a soft top model for me.
0: Soft top model for me. 85% top model from the audience. 15% bottom model. Christian Soledad, Carol Rivero, look by La Fala Condessa. So this is a look that naturally played with gender in the original source material. She has the elements from the original piece. But it's not even close to being a fashion moment now. With the pointy shoulders, you lose the lapel moment, though she's not wearing a lapel. Yeah. The fact that this is not pants is a massive bummer. Again, that's what made that original look so monumental. And now Carol's hair in the runway look is so slicked back and hot and like, oh my God, Tristan doesn't quite have the ability to do that with such a round head. Yeah. This felt like a major missed opportunity because this could have been the look.
1: Yeah, I I think like the source material there was a lot you could have done with, and it's like by not doing the pants, I didn't because I thought the jacket looked really cool, and I thought I thought it's like oh, it's a good like kind of recreation of doing mm-hmm. it for your for yourself. But I think it should have yeah, it I think if they would have if Tristan would have done pants, it would have been better because yeah, I think Christian has a more rounded face where the model does have a more squared like. Yeah jawline so it's like it's more impactful for what they're trying what they're doing with the whole masculine feminine thing and it doesn't quite translate for 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 tristan um so yeah it's like it it felt like this this really wasn't their episode
0: new says that her look is too closed and too dark he says it's too heavy for what they're expecting Bruna says that she loved her face in the challenge and she looked like the crazy mother where they don't know where she's going or if she was the one that killed her son. She says she got lost among the other characters. Hugo says that he liked her in the challenge and says her performance was good, but on the runway, one word, sad. He says that he doesn't know where she's going or if she's a magician or a vampire. Now, Greg will say that what disappointed her the most was the way she walked. Krista will say that she has an anatomical condition in her feet as they are bent, and she is a fat person trying to adapt to all these kinds of heels. She says the dream of being a top model is taken away from fat bodies, especially because of those limitations. Duda will tell her that the model ideal embraces all bodies, and just like everyone, she can be a top model. Now, I don't wear heels. I don't know any
1: different. I have weird feet. This was an excuse, right? It 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 feel like an excuse given if this was like if this happened like ten years ago, yes, I could understand because we weren't quite where we're at now. Um, Or having them, or when they tell girls it's like you're wearing a small heel, it's like yeah, but I'm a bigger body, so it's more weight to then Mm disrent than on a than on a heel or. Being like, oh, you've worn the same boots again to like, you know, to be like, yeah, when you have when you have shoes that work, you want to reuse them. Um, I'm one of those where it's like, I can't really do a, a heel anymore. If I do, I need I need to be a wedge because I'm like, yeah, I'm like going one. I don't do drag 24 seven. So it's like so I'm not in heels all the time when I start when, you know, when you have a lot when you're doing more then yeah, you get used to being in the heel. But when you're like gigs are like, you know, every so often. You, know, you want to be a little more comfortable, and also as you get older, you just want to be comfortable. It's like I don't right. like I'm Too on much. my discomfort. You know what? My discomfort is not. I'm like you giving me money for my discomfort doesn't always make it make it better. Right. I'm all because it's like hey. you know we have we have health. I may have health insurance, but it's still a pre a high premium. So.
0: And I will go back to um, Reggie B from Drag Race Hall in Season 2. She had a foot condition also where she was only able to wear certain kind of heels. But she made it work. Yeah. It wasn't an excuse. It was part of her storyline. Yep. That being said, this is a bottom model. There's no way to salvage
1: this. No, no. It's a It's, it's bottom.
0: Hated it. 14% top model, 86% bottom model. Bettina Polaroid, Giselle Bunchin. shin no designers listed. This is Bettina going as Giselle for Halloween, and honestly, if she came out like that for Snatch Game, I would give her 10s. For a runway, I'll give her like 7 or 8. You the know who she's lacking.
1: The I'm, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, I wouldn't be. You know what? I think she would look good doing a Celine Dion first night game. She could. She could. She. She has like she has a similar facial structure as Celine. Yeah, because it is giving me Brooklyn Heights a Celine Dion right now.
0: <laughs> for me, again, the slit on the side for Giselle is much sexier mm-hmm. than the slit in the front, which went to uh, Bettina's cooch um what i do love is that um very brave bust line that she replicated i think the hair is good for a giselle moment but for this look a darker blonde would have done her wonders yeah
1: i i I still like it because i do think honestly as if you couldn't tell she is kind of one of my favorites um i I like again i like what she tried to do with the replica but again it's like the, the girls who did giselle chose like like a little bit more like they just went with like hi she looks pretty in this dress so i'm gonna do right. that where yeah. a few other girls were like i'm gonna try to give you a moment with the girl with the girl i chose but it's like these girls were like oh, i'm not giving you on the on the runway i'm giving you it like on like on the red carpet kind of feel right.
0: Dudu says that he loved that she styled like giselle the whole stayed like giselle the whole time he says that she looks like her more now than when she performed he says he could see her panties Runa says she didn't stop acting, what she told her in rehearsal and she applied it. She never left the character. Greg says that she would recommend she, as her mommy, look around and see what the others are doing to see how she can raise the bar. She says sometimes it's the hair or the eyeshadow and we'll love to see some elevation. Alright, let's see how that plot line goes. Mm-hmm. I'll give her a top model.
1: It gets That's a awesome. top model for me, yeah.
0: Audience, 63% top model, 37% bottom model. Ruby Ocean, and Alessandra Morozio Look by the Ruby, it's not terrible, but I think, again, could have gone further. There is so much structure in the original that Ruby doesn't quite have in the hood. The beauty of this original is that it's essentially an elevated leotard with a sheer skirt moment ruby didn't quite match the drama and went more for the shock with the pasties and silver Mm -hmm. i think the other miss is the hair if you're going to do this look the hair needs to be fiercer and i think this is one of those rare occasions where the wet effects would have been sufficient and the lips going nude bad choice she should have done a big bold red
1: um yeah I think I agree with you with what you're saying for the replica but I was like I also felt like this is probably the prettiest I've seen Ruby look so far because mm-hmm. I think because it's like she this like I, there was something about her beat here where I was like going oh okay because I haven't been like Ruby has been one of the girls where I'm like going I haven't been able to relate to just yet like yeah. I, there I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect between for her and, and I haven't felt like I've hit it's like I keep hitting the wall with her trying to be like do I like you do, do i not i don't know um but i think it's like as a look i think she looks very pretty um for the replica it's like okay i can see what she was trying to do but it, yeah it's like she's like middle she was like it's like like she's wavering between like a soft toot and a, a soft boot kind of thing i will give her a soft top model yeah i'll join you in the soft top model
0: audience 75 percent top model 25 percent bottom model miranda labral adriana lima no design assistant. Listen, there was no way that she was going to replicate the wings, but what she did was pretty solid, though you can tell that it's paint, not metal. Yeah, I think Miranda stepped out from her classic camp and gave you sex kitten. I don't love the face or hair, but I really do appreciate the overall package. Now, I will say that wearing a nude cat suit to give the illusion of body was an interesting choice, which is why I think her face went a bit whiter than normal. It's just hard to make it skin tight because you can see the folds of it. This yeah. is easily the riskiest look and while it's not perfect, she does deserve praise.
1: No, I think to what she did in the replica of the costume I thought was amazing. But yeah, it's like trying to do a nude bodysuit um was going to be was going to have some issues no matter how successful it was and it is the problem is you're going to start seeing some folds and it's going to be like, well, it's all the folds. Um but the fact that she did that was Stellar. Like I thought, like I thought it she did an amazing job with the runway.
0: Dudu says that she ate the acting challenge, but he'll read her the house down teeth because of her corset and her padding. He says he thinks she could have solved it in some other way. He says the body, the bodysuit, the mm-hmm. finishings. Bruna says that she was better than 90% of her comic colleagues, saying they'll be pissed, but she doesn't care. rigo says he loves her samba dancer after the parade. Greg says, "Congratulations for bringing professionalism and quality." Okay, Randa, but sure, I'll give her a top model.
1: Uh, it's a top model, yeah.
0: Audience: seventy-five percent top model, twenty-five percent bottom model. And finally, our guns, Giselle Blanche. no designer listed. Fuck this, bitch. This was mm-hmm. a moment. She served you Tom Brady's ex-wife with an urban flair. I think this is probably the best example of taking the look, keeping the inspiration, and then making it drag. Yes. Yeah. She's giving you body, but she's giving you the movement and sex and face. The headpiece is stunning. The wings are not gold leaf, but they are flapping as she walks. Yes, it's a brawn panty moment, but designed to be heightened, and the hair is the best hair of the night.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not even just like, it's like, yes, it's brawn panty, but it's not a simple... Panty, it's like an elevated right. panty. Um, and I think because Giselle's think...
0: is simpler than hers.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it's like comparing her to Miranda. Um, I also think it's like dealing with like someone with age where just where Oranza's young, so she still has a toned body that she can just she doesn't need to wear a suit, a bodysuit over it. Where I do feel like Miranda being an older lady. It's like she's not going to have it. Like she probably wouldn't feel comfortable wearing like just having her flesh out.
0: That's fair. I, I see you there. Um, I'm going to tell you something,
1: though.
0: is mm. 31. Miranda's what? 33.
1: No, no, no. I thought you. Miranda was in her 40s. What are you no, talking about? No, I thought she was no. in her 40s. No, she just shaved
0: her brows.
1: Oh my god, she, she's had a life, that poor 33-year-old.
0: I know, she, I look better, and I'm like, oh my god, thank you.
1: I honestly, because I made that joke last week, <laughs> when, it, when it was like, when they told it was Miranda, uh, Diva, and Bettina as the bottom three, I said, oh, you put all three of the old bitches in the
0: bottom I mean, bitches. technically, she's one of the older ones, because the rest are pretty young.
1: They're all in their 20s, um, yeah. Oh, I I thought her gong was like in her early 20s, 31, okay. Okay. No, is 26, okay, is so yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. All right. Okay. So that Listen, makes, okay, we could
0: I, have a we could have a situation where she's lying on her papers too. I don't know. And right. then she gets sent home because of it. Literally. Morgans <laughs> is um, a superstar. Duda says that when they talk about Brazilian top model, the commitment with the drag walk, the sewing, the sexiness, the turn, the mug she served him. Bruna says she is able to elevate comedy to the campsite, but she comes back looking pretty and centered. She served lines. Hugo says a pathetic. Uh, he says with Naza, it was amazing and a perfect deal. And Greg wants to highlight that she improvised a lot. She says on the runway, the only thing she could think of is I hate that, that bitch. Top
1: model. Top model.
0: I'm not gonna call everybody out, but uh 90% top model, 10% bottom model. <laughs> Greg has decided that Shannon, Aquarella, Naza, Melazine, and Ruby are safe, leaving Washina or the Gonza, Dallas, Tristan, Helena, and Miranda's the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I do not. Um, mm, no, for me, I, should have been swapped with Bettina.
1: That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't think Bettina because it was very confusing because I felt like they praised Bettina for the challenge and was just like, oh, you run was a little so-so and then to be like your bottom three. I'm like going... You gave her just as well of the critiques as the other two girls about the challenge. And it does feel like when they want, the, it feels like the runway was what got the girls in the bottom more than the challenge, yeah. but the challenge was what got the girls in the top more. So it was a weird thing where I'm like, I don't know how much the main challenge on the runway works on this season. But yeah, I think if, if I would have, I was surprised Aqua uh, Aqua was safe because I thought her look. I thought her look didn't do wasn't justice. So yeah, I think I would have agreed with you that I would have saved Bettina and I would have put Aqua there. Um Yeah, that was it was just it was a weird pairing.
0: In the workroom, the safe girls will discuss that perhaps some of them didn't think they were safe. Ruby though, thinks she was the top. She says that if next challenge is design challenge, they're all fucked. Let's roll the tape back and see. Naza will say the same to which Ruby's like, do you sew? And she's like, I have a fashion degree. And then (laughs) Ruby's like, do you sew? No! Uh, Uh, Sewing does not mean you have style, bitch. Exactly. (laughs) Shannon will say that for her it's disappointing because this is what she does in her everyday life. But she failed here. Safe? She says she gave it her all and looks stunning. Safe? No. So she will tell the judges to rethink it because it was rigged. Such a beauty pageant answer.
1: It is. It is a beauty pageant answer. I would say I did think like her look would have been the top, but I do think that girls in the top were were deserving of being the top as well. Agreed. So, yeah.
0: Ruby will lament that her thought process was to not fight for a big role, and then she can serve it. Shannon says that's where she is wrong. She should have stand up for herself, as this is a competition. All right. I mean, this is how the girls are going to play. Let's see them play it. The conversation will end as the tops and bottoms return to spill the tea. Helena will tell the room that the bitch is winning again. Though Organza will say, "I don't think so." Very humble that Miss Organza. Mm-hmm. Helena goes on to say that she had no bad critiques, but Organza reminds her that it was an acting challenge, and Miranda had the best critiques. She thinks that Miranda left no crumbs in the challenge, and I I find this really interesting. Again, we're we're very much talking about who we think is going to win based on what we're seeing and 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 everything, yeah. but every time organza has a confessional it's either she's like i'm good but i'm not the best giving other people credit it's a very humbling edit and i'm kind of here for it
1: yeah i think it's like she's not coming across as i ate this challenge no i'm another bad for me i'm winning all the badges she's not coming across that way it's more of the production is feels like they're feeding her the win sure. or, to, or they're feeding us the win that it's going to be her Uh, and it just doesn't feel like I'm like, I'd rather it be like more organic. Like, honestly, yeah, like they, she, like she even said, I thought it was going to go to Miranda as well, because they did say critique wise, she was the best out of everyone in the challenge, but they're, but they're going to ding her and be like, but we didn't really like your runway. So that's why you're not winning tonight.
0: Miranda hopes she can win this week. My dear hope never gets you anywhere.
1: Mm -mm. No.
0: Tristan will share that she and Bettina were criticized and thinks they may have to lip sync she says she's very happy with her, their harmony and thinks they nailed it but Dallas will say that sure Tristan, Bettina you may be lip syncing but it's definitely going to be against me um, at least she's
1: aware well at least it's like both Tristan and Dallas were both like oh we're going to go up against Bettina and Bettina's like no I don't, I don't think so yeah. you
0: someone's going home but Bettina's not ready yet mm-hmm. the queens are back to find their fate Greg has decided the winner of the week is organza netting her second win back to back Helena, Miranda, Bettina are safe, leaving Dallas and Tristan as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, I'm okay with this. Again, I think if Helena um did stand out more in the challenge, she could have won. I think if Miranda stood out on the runway, she, she could have won. Yeah. I think the reality is, Organza gave you both. She She's fucking
1: good. Organza Orgoni- gave you both, so it's like where the other two could have won given the other ways. Yeah. And I think like I do. Yeah. I think like if Aqua Lee, Aqua, Aqua Rella was down in the bottom three, I think there could have been a possibility of her going up against yeah. Tristan, but I felt like I felt Tristan was going to be in the bottom no matter what. And I think, um, yeah. Cause I don't think Dallas Dallas's like runway look was off and then she was forgettable in the challenge. So I do feel like the two of them would have been the bottom, um, regardless of who else was that, whoever they put in third.
0: Yeah. The song is Kachurias by Luisa Sanza. Dallas did fine. Tristan gave one of the worst lip syncs in franchise her stream. Mm-hmm. Drag can be art, but drag race has a certain set of skill sets. If you're incapable of mastering them or faking it till you make it, perhaps the show is not for you, or maybe you're not ready for the show. Yeah. It was a bit painful to watch.
1: I get being like, I don't, I know the song, but I can't relate to the song. I I get that as, as a drag performer, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like going like, I don't do certain music because I'm like, I can't relate to that. Or it's like, I'm not going to get, or I'm like, or it's going to be, or it's like, I'm not a dancer. So it's like, I don't want to do anything that's so high energy. That's like, yes, you were expecting like, all that all that shenanigans but like what I can deliver on is this but you know that might not be everyone's cup of tea so I got I get the idea I get it where it's like you you're there are many ellipsing songs where it's like I don't how I can't relate to this so I don't know how I'm gonna put myself in this so it's going to be one of those things where it's like you're you're thinking as you're doing it is one thing but it did feel like she didn't know half the words and there were many moments where she was just not even, her mouth was not moving till I got to a chorus. And it's just like, I don't know. When they give you the list of like, here's the Drag Race songs, I'd be like, whatever I didn't own, I'm downloading. And that's what's going to be on my phone as I'm commuting. So I'm going to be hearing the songs over and over again. And Literally. then being like, because you get the you'll be like, these are the, because I think it's like the day of, they're like, here's the list of potential um, you know, songs. So you at least you have an idea of which one's to study, and then they'll finally say like, "This is the lip sync song." Then you will know. Oh, so I'm going home. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Dallas stays. Tristan's out. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, it was a no brainer. It was. Uh, um and
0: I said last week, if 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 they decided to not do it as teams, Tristan would have been out too. So yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I do I think. I
1: do think, Christ- if they had not, if if it, if Tristan was on the first girls the, the good girls and they had swapped someone else to be on the the hot girls i it would have been like okay yeah it would have been i don't know they might have been a double because because a diva really didn't do much she was diva less at that level no.
0: i gotta say what she will say in the workroom about being misjudged and how it is wrong to reproduce body centers that oppress a lot of people for me was a bit icky this is drag Drag is hard and art is objective. But baby, mm-hmm. you were eliminated because your acting sucked, and you didn't know the lip sync. Yeah. don't get it twisted.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't. I I do think it's funny that you know the first two out is one of the older queens and the quote unquote big girl. Because uh, looking at everybody else, I'm like, I guess Naza would be considered a big girl because she's
0: an Aquarella. Yeah,
1: an Aquarella, they're both would be considered big girls because they're not like they're. Larger than 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 the norm, as we call it, they have curves. Real women have curves, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like I think Tristan still has some. Um, she just needs to be on the pot. The, the pot this needs to be boiling a little bit longer.
0: I agree. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What
0: is Tristan's legacy? Um, that she wasn't the pork chop. That's Trumble, 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 that's trumble. It. Who to
1: Yeah, they're yeah, they're like yeah, there wasn't really much because it's like they they didn't they didn't stand out in either of the two their two episodes. They they were I think they were I think they were a little bit more introverted um for for the for drag race. And there's nothing wrong with being an introvert and doing drag race, um, but you just have to realize it's just like if you if you if you're a wallflower, you need to have your moments to shine. Agreed. All right, who in the week? Um, Sharon's dick. Yeah, I'm gonna go
0: Arganza. I really do think Arganza's a great. Now, Ruby and Naza are about to put their money where their mouth is as we have a beach themed design challenge. Who will win the battle?
1: Uh, they're gonna be the bottom two. Uh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> don't think because you know they love it too. they love to make the girl who like i have i know how to sew and they fuck up the challenge Mm because they either like they either do something that's horrendous because it's too conceptual or they help out everybody that fucks them up in the end yeah
0: all right after three episodes when the season is
1: um it's gonna organza like literally that's what that's what they're pushing I, I need to see her lose some challenges and just be safe a few weeks, so I can see some, so they can give some other girls like the illusion that it could be them. Um, but as of right now,
0: challenges. Yeah,
1: I, I, I just yeah. wanted to be like, because yeah, like every other season, because at least it's like with like Down Under, there was a small chance it was going to go to somebody else. But even though it still went to the girls with the best track record, it's the team.
0: All right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to pull
1: um, on the socials, you can find me on Instagram at Harry is Precious Is Harry. Uh, Venmo Precious Envy. If you want to drop me some coins. Uh, Project-wise, uh, I will be st- the Miss Rock Bar pageant is going to be starting uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday. We do have the little meet and greet, so if you're in the West Village tomorrow, want to stop by Rock Bar, you're going to meet a lot of queens out of drag as we just kind of chit chat and kiki. Uh, then starting next Monday, the 25th, there will be the first round of competition. So um follow my socials i can let you know when i'll be performing in my prelim round and i have a couple things lined up in october and november already uh so yeah you can find me i'm always at rock bar I have a stool in the back that just says you know in memory of when i die you know
0: <laughs> there it is all right well it was a pleasure talking with ya.
1: yeah and i'll talk to you soon